Yo, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, I'm your host L.A. and welcome to another Do The Wrong Thing presents Creative Artist Sessions where we get together with anybody in the community that is doing something creative. We want to be able to sit down, talk with you if you or anybody that you know of is wanting to come on and talk about projects that you're working on or just something that you've been uh, getting ready to promote. Please come hit us up on DTWTPod. That is DTWTPod on Instagram and on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'm very happy to announce that we're here to speak with a fabulous artist, a uh, someone who has their own clothing brand. How about that? Uh, Mr. Strange Keith, how are you doing, sir? Good, man. I'm good. Doing What's good, going doing on? Good. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you having me. Very, very happy to be here. I haven't done a podcast in a while, yeah. though. Feels yeah, good man. To be back. Good, to, good to have you on. Uh, so, connections-wise, uh, so why how we ended up. Uh, conversing. So you're a friend of uh, our co-host, Cam Archer, um, that bastard. So <laughs> uh, that's how uh, me and you started uh, conversing online. And uh, I've seen some of the stuff that you've been working on, and I've definitely been wanting to have you on the show for sure. So we'll get you on a regular episode, but I appreciate you coming through and, and talking with us on this Creative Artist Session. So how are you? How are you doing? What's What's going on? Uh, I'm I'm good, man. I'm glad to be here. Um, just launched, you know, my brand, like you said, uh, Friday, and um, things are things are going decently so far. I'm trying to hoping things pick up a little bit more, but uh, I'm not mad at. at no, definitely understand that. So, uh, tell tell some of the wrongdoers uh, some of your background, kind of like where you're from, uh, how you how you got from point A to where you are now. Um, so man, that's a long story. My, my story is not, uh, that's fine here at all. Um, but born, <laughs> born and raised in yeah. Oakland, California. Um, I moved to LA, uh, when I was mm-hmm. 22 for school, um, went to Cal State LA, uh, ran track there, uh, got my degree in film, um, tried to break into the film industry mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, Actually, for a long time, uh, worked on music okay. videos, <laughs> worked on music videos for a while. Um, at the same time, uh, 2019, um, I joined a company called Concept Moon uh, as the uh, marketing director um, and a writer, uh, published a manga mm-hmm. there. Um, and then January of this year, uh, I decided to leave there Um and then decided to uh, I wanted to pursue a brand, um, and that's become Idols to Icons, uh, and things things are going pretty. That, that's the short version. I, I don't know if you want a more extended. Yeah, no, version, we're, but, we're uh, that, that's kind of the yeah. The we're gonna notes. we're gonna expand upon it a little bit too, because um, I definitely want to get into uh, some of the things that you're working on and, and how you end up developing it. Uh, so uh, you said you you wrote a manga and that you are doing a fashion line that's very anime inspired. So why don't you tell tell me a little bit about how uh, anime became a part of your life? Like uh, everybody kind of has like an origin story of how they come across uh, different types of anime and things that they're uh, into. So for you, what was your uh, path into anime? How did that work out for you? 
Um, so for me that the very, very beginning is a little bit unclear just because I've, I've been watching anime mm-hmm. for so long, uh, that I, I actually have a hard time remembering which yeah. I saw first. Um, <laughs> so I, I know for sure it's between, uh, mm-hmm. Speed Racer, um, a movie called, uh, Little Nemo in Slumberland. Mm, is that some Disney store or, um, uh, I think that was something oh, that okay, Disney dubbed. Uh, I think no, no, DreamWorks. DreamWorks told I think yeah, DreamWorks okay. did that one. It gets so confused about who um, steals what these days. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's between Speed Racer, Little Nemo, and uh, Sailor Moon. So those those three are the ones that I remember mm-hmm. back the furthest. Um, and then obviously, you know, you get Dragon Ball, uh, Pokemon, mm-hmm. Yu Gi Oh. Digimon, um, but I so I in my childhood I watched a lot of anime, um, not even knowing yeah. that it was anime. And to me, it was just you know these are I knew that there was something mm-hmm. different about it from the the American right. cartoons, but I couldn't quite you know as a kid you don't really mm-hmm. put your finger on that. Um, and then uh, I want to say somewhere between middle school and high school, I kind of stopped watching it. Uh, not necessarily because of, I know some people like got bullied for yeah, anime sure. or whatever. Um, that I, that never happened to me. Um, I just kind of my my friends that I had that I used to watch anime talk anime with. We kind mm, of grew apart okay. around that time. Um, and then also Toonami yeah. went off there, so it's like, uh, and, and I, I didn't know about you know when when anime got on YouTube. Yeah. I didn't know about that. And, like, I didn't know uh, – all my anime was from TV, so I didn't know that there were, like, stores that were still putting out tapes mm-hmm. and DVDs yeah. of anime stuff. Um, so I end up in this kind of, like, involuntary uh, break from anime. And then um, in my early 20s, I was dating this girl. Uh, Netflix streaming had kind of just mm-hmm. sprung up. Um, and she had Netflix, and I'm – I'm over at her house browsing through it one day and I see some anime that I had seen on Toonami. So I'm like, Oh shit, there's yeah. anime on Netflix. So, um, once, once I saw that, I kind of started. Yeah. He was like, Bay, I got to come over a lot. <laughs> not so much, not, not so much for you. <laughs> just <laughs> can you leave actually <laughs> right. <laughs> for like two, three, four hours. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. Cause she, um, she used to get mad cause I would come over and, and I would try, I would try to watch anime, and she wanted. She's like, man, I'm not trying to. She's trying to watch. Yeah, the audacity of her. I, right? I don't even remember what those people wanted to spend time and together, it, and it would make me mad because it was like, <laughs> yeah, but it would make me mad because when I discovered that anime mm-hmm. was on there, I told her like, oh shit, there's anime on here. Like she'd be like, she was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I love anime. So I'm thinking, cool, she we lying. can watch some anime together. Super and then lying. when I'm putting it on, she Super complaining. Lying. Like, ah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you walked in and he was like, so we watching, we're going to watch anime tonight, right? She was like, I guess. He was like, oh, yeah. Look. <laughs> <laughs> we only go watch it for a little while, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh no, I definitely I definitely can feel where you're coming from from that. Uh, on uh you you discovering something 
feeling like it's lost to you and then rediscovering mm-hmm. it later down the road. I, I definitely understand that. Uh, anime has been yeah, a yeah. big part of, of, of my childhood and, and life today. So I definitely can uh, definitely feel where you're coming from from that. When you were uh, watching some of your early shows, uh, when did you start to uh, branch out to like other things or like, oh, this was this is familiar. So this is like comfort food. But now you're starting to branch out to like other things. And do you remember kind of what drew you to some of those newer animes to have you like sink your teeth all the way into it? Um, so I will say what was kind of the, the turning point for me digging deeper was, uh, the first time I went to Mm -hmm. anime expo, um, which was, that was 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, but up, up until then I was like big meathead shonen Mm -hmm. only like if it's not fights, I'm not interested. Um, big time, like, when I when I found out about Slice of Life and it was like people actually right, watch yeah, that yeah. stuff, that's it's like, what y'all are <laughs> like you watching anime with no no fight? Right. Why, why is this couple so? Why is this couple so happy? <laughs> just just right, going to like, the store and cooking. They what a is, good what, time? is they are they yeah, gonna throw like, a pot no. at one another? Like what is happening? <laughs> right, <laughs> nobody nobody has powers. Nobody's screaming. You you just watching them. You know, go through normal right. everyday life stuff. Um. But that that year after Anime Expo, I don't know what it was. Some, but something something clicked. Like you know what? Let me let me give this a chance. Um, and actually, I think I started watching. Ah oh man, was it Bakuman? I think Bakuman was the first um, kind of slice of lifey type show that I watched. Um, and that, I think that worked for me because it was uh, Bakuman. If if you've never seen it, it's kind of a it's kind of a fusion of Slice mm-hmm. of Life and Shonen. Um, it's from the writers of okay. Death Note, uh, and it's it's kind of about their it's kind of about their journey of trying to get a okay. manga published. Um, but there's there's a lot of shonen elements to it because obviously they're they're sure. shonen writers or shonen saying and whatever. But they you know Death Note is is mm-hmm. very shoneny, um, and they kind of transfer that to Bakuman, even though it's it's about two kids trying to get a manga published or trying to get uh, an anime, which in turn you have right. to get a manga published and then be successful in order right. for you to get an anime. So they're they want to get an anime. And it's just their journey of that, and it's it's regular life stuff. But you get like a rival, and you you feel like there's battles between you know them and their rival trying to be the mm-hmm. most popular. And if their ratings drop and their rivals' ratings go up, now we got to figure out okay, how are we going to get it out of mud and, and yeah. get better than him? You know, so um, I I think that going and watching that really helped. Um, to me getting into more like drama and romance stuff. And then I started to find out, Oh shit, this is where the good <laughs> stories are actually at. Like you get good character mm-hmm. development because, cause you can't be carried by the action right. scenes. Now you have to, and that, that's got me more into like more intricate and in-depth mm-hmm. storytelling. Cause I, I've always been a yeah. storyteller personally. Um, but me, me realizing that, Oh shit, you, this is where, kind of the real storytelling is that just because you can't be carried by action scenes you can't be carried by powers 
like with Shonen, you can kind of get away with characters not developing so much and, the, you know, the story not being super uh, in-depth. But once you take away that action stuff, all you've got left is characters, all you've got left is story. So you, you really have to nail it okay. for it to be no, good. No, I definitely, definitely can hear that. Uh, what would you what would you say are some of your favorite storylines uh, right now? Like, what are, what are some storylines that you're getting the most entertainment out of currently? In anime, specifically. Um, in anime, so I... I haven't been watching a whole whole bunch of anime mm-hmm. lately. Or it could just like be I something that 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 um, like left an impact with you. Like for for me, uh, I would say yeah. uh, just pulling just pulling something random like Death Note we mentioned earlier. That storyline of Light Yagami uh, being him as a central character that we view as a protagonist originally, and then slowly realizing that we're following a villain like the the story of a villain becoming one right Mm -hmm. and even even in that right you somehow uh root for him uh but also you're interested if Mm -hmm. l can can catch him and then uh yeah as you're you're watching you have this confliction of uh man light is growing but he's growing in a way that was is the antithesis of what you would normally be rooting for uh, right, as far as like a bad guy winning, kind of mm-hmm. like a—I uh, hate to use this as, as cliche, but it's like a Scarface, right? Where like, you know, this guy is—you know, this well, guy is is bad, but you kind of want him to make guy. it, right? And then, mm-hmm. oddly enough, when you see him ultimately lose, you're satisfied. You're like, oh yeah, that, well, that's that's how it should have right. gone, right? Uh, so that's a storyline that's kind of stuck with me for mm-hmm. for a really long time. Uh, so for you, what, what do you think are some of the ones that you, you kind of hold? Um. So in recent memory, a s- story that really struck me, I want to say, is um, Ranking mm-hmm. of Kings. Um, That's the one with the little, the little which, kid, right? Uh, okay, I, I keep meaning. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna watch. Um, and he's, it's, it's, oh man, it's, it's so good. The, the story, not the story, mm-hmm. the art style. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it first, and I almost didn't yeah. watch it because of that. Um, just because it, it's very like like fairy not fairy tale the anime but like fairy tale storybookish mm-hmm. yeah, kind of yeah. art style very uh like like mm-hmm. kids book almost um but that that story is not kids book at all um but it's <laughs> it, it's essentially about um this kid who's a prince and he's dead oh i didn't know that um and he he's supposed to be a giant yeah uh he's supposed to be a giant but um his uh well i don't want to i don't want to spoil you he is biologically Mm. a giant but you as you can see he's a little kid um and there's a reason that he's a a small kid instead of an actual giant um but that that story uh one it really surprised me um but two they did a really really good job of having a story where the main character is this deaf kid who's um like people have kind of, he's a prince so like people have like really kind of mm-hmm. coddled him um and he at the same time they're they're very um man what's the word like like people are kind of mean to him because he mm-hmm. can't talk they're kind of condescending a little um, bit or 
Yeah, very, very condescending. And it, and it like, it kind of shows you, um, you know, how people with disabilities kind of mm. get treated, um, even though they're, they're very capable of doing things uh, that anyone else could do, doing things that other people mm-hmm. can't do. Um, and they get treated as, treated as less than And he, he really finds a way to overcome. Yeah, even though, you know, this, this disability can be an obstacle, but this is still a person who has goals and aspirations and dreams and anxieties right. and all of that. Um, so that, that story struck me. Okay, I might have to, I might have to check that out. Uh, I've been, it's something I kept hearing people, you know, lament over and I was like, eventually I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good recommendation. Um, yeah, def- definitely recommend So that. coming off of that in terms of like the stories that kind of stuck with you and pivoting over to your own stories. So you did a manga, Black uh, Lotus Dragon. Um, what mm-hmm. are, uh, what is the story about? Uh, without you know overall spoiling it but what is kind of the basis of that story and what are some of the influence or inspiration that helped lead you to kind of making that that manga um so yeah black lotus dragon is a uh action western uh martial arts western i guess i'm already in um (laughs) uh and it is the story of a, a black family living in a gold rush era California. Um, in the very beginning, the husband mysteriously dies, um, and the story starts with his wife kind of trying to figure out what happened to him, and then in investigating what happened to him, she kind of finds out about this other uh, life that he was living as a ninja assassin. Um, and they they've got two kids, so she she's got to like she's got to figure out how she's still going to raise these two kids without her husband. Um, and also, she kind of gets gets pulled into uh, this other life that that he had going on that she has mm. just learned about. So, so that that's kind of the okay. the gist. Uh, so right now, um, do you think what you've made so far, it's story complete or is this going to be like kind of like an ongoing thing that you'll be working on for years? Uh, that definitely ongoing um, that I'll be working on for a while. Uh, there's, there's only one mm-hmm. issue out right now. Um, the second issue comes out this okay. summer. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely it's definitely an ongoing story because I, I have a lot that I want to do. I have like arcs mm-hmm. planned out. Um, I have like real life historical mm-hmm. figures that I want to put in there okay. as characters. Um, and then I, I have a couple villains that I that I want to go. Uh, the plan, I think I I haven't I haven't mm-hmm. written for it mm-hmm. in a little bit, um, but I think I had four arcs four story okay. arcs planned out um so so ex- expect at least okay. four arcs which that at least that's how far okay. i want to go it's, it's four arcs before it's over and yeah and the the thing with black lotus dragon um is it's a mm-hmm. it's a mantle so you know her hu- her husband carried the mantle um and then she this her her story will be her picking mm-hmm. up the mantle um 
and then I have an idea for uh, once that's over, the kids picking up okay. the mantle, maybe. But I'm not sure if I want to go all the okay. way with that's that. That's not a not a bad idea. So, where would you say some of your uh, influences were when making that? Because it sounds kind of like Afro Samurai, Cowboy Bebop ish. Um, so, are, are those kind of where we kind of um, so inspiration from? A, yeah, def- definitely Afro Samurai, um, Samurai mm. Shampoo. Thank you for bringing it up because I've um, I've I've mentioned many <laughs> times before that Samurai Shampoo is a good, very good anime, and people are like, people are like, oh, oh yeah. it's kind of mid or whatever. I was like, yo, whoa, first time out, they was like, the only the good thing about mm-hmm. it is the soundtrack. First off, fuck you, and secondly. It's it's got so much depth to it, and some of the best action choreography yeah. in an anime. So people are really disrespect Shamaray Shampoo. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's one of your influences. Oh yeah, no, I I love Shampoo. Um, and like, I, honestly, I I think Shampoo is the better of the two out of that ooh, bebop. Ooh, ooh, um, but that's ooh, a, you gonna have some people <laughs> upset at. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> a spicy take. Which I, I know, I know some people, I know, I know some people don't want to hear that, but I, I do think Shampoo is the better of the two. Mm. Um, I think I like the Bebop mm-hmm. soundtrack more. I think, uh, which not to veer off too much into um, the Watanabe works, but uh, I, I won't say Bebop soundtrack carries, mm. but the soundtrack helps with the mm. nostalgia a lot um okay. i think because uh, i definitely feel like shampoo was the the better um story of okay. of the two i know i know many people that are, are, are screaming um, yeah. Well, yeah back to influences. i know many people are screaming <laughs> at you right now through the speaker so that's gonna be great uh i'm gonna have to use this as the clip um so <laughs> Being that your story kind of uh, centers around a black family, um, it has been, I think, a question amongst uh, black viewers and anime watchers um, about black voices being in those spaces. Um, you have all types of these mm-hmm. like social, economical conversations of like is this culture vulturing is this appreciation uh why why do we want to be somewhere that uh arguably some people say we don't belong in um when it comes to these types of stories so Mm -hmm. um what is what is kind of your take (laughs) on why you think uh black voices are kind of important in that space and uh do we do you think uh specifically that there is some level of appropriation when it comes to uh, us kind of being in there because for a long time when it came to anime watching the overall perception was nerdy probably skinny or a very large white person uh who's sweaty all the time right and then (laughs) and then (laughs) you know it kind of became uh within i would say maybe the last six seven years uh, there's been kind of this mm-hmm. uh, anime black family that has sort of uh, kind of found itself mm-hmm. through cons, like DreamCon, for example, being one. Uh, shout out to mm-hmm. Art, uh, to them um, and RDC. RDC. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you have the anime expos and stuff like that where more and more people were coming outside uh, and realizing that they share this love and more and more black people were starting to openly be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
affectionate about this platform that they've probably been watching for a super long time, but maybe not conversating with each right. other about it for one reason or another, right? Um, like, if it's not, like, <laughs> like you walk over, you like watching anime, it was like, niggas, LeBron in anime? No, then no, I'm not watching fucking, you know what I mean? So you have all this fucking, <laughs> this posturing, right, where you would have uh, uh, black, black conversations, right. but that is uh, slowly changing for sure. Um, but we're not represented very well in anime, uh, and then, you know, mm-hmm. when we say, hey, you know, I like this thing, we kind of want to be involved in it, you get a lot of pushback, right? Um, so kind of, I know it's kind of a grandiose right. thing, but when you're thinking about it, what, what do do we deserve a spot in there? Should we belong in there? Is, do you view it as some level of appropriation? How do you kind of wrestle with those kind of tough topics? Um, so kind of the way that I see it is... Um, so anime is in a way very much born out of mm-hmm. comic books which is American right. media um, and everything I want well people people will get mad at this but it's it's not wrong to, like to me it's not wrong everything culturally American or at least in mm-hmm. pop culture um has roots with black American agree with you. Hundred percent agree with you. Like everything. Um so to to ignore uh and and obviously like they've they've made their own style Mm -hmm. from it, but you you can't act like it's not born out of American Mm -hmm. media. Um and then also, how to say this? It's like it, this is it's such a it's a very yeah, no, complex. Like, you, yeah, you have, you have time to you have time to explain. So uh, don't, don't don't feel like, don't feel boxed in. Yeah, but um, like, so I I want to say like it's kind of weird because there there's this um, kind of weird connection I think between Black Americans and like. Uh, Eastern Asian mm-hmm. culture, um, which dates back to like the seventies with martial right. arts films kind of mm-hmm. coming over here. Um, like we even see that, you know, w- with Wu Tang, like they they love martial right. arts, create their identity you know, around they, it. They a lot of them like anime, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's kind of like this weird connection, and then obviously there's there's racism, which is also born from yeah, American yeah, it's media, pre- prevalent um, because of the. Yeah, because, like, the the way I look at it is anime is a Japanese product made for Japanese people that kind of just happen to have an, an overseas market, but it's made for Japanese people. And 97% of Japan right. is Japanese, right. right? So it's like... They we, the way I see it is we can't expect them to represent us accurately, um, in anime all the time. Just because if you go over to Japan, I'm sure like most of them have probably never even seen a real right. black person in real life. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but that being said, you want to see yourself in the media right. that you consume, no matter where it comes from. But so. To 
when you combine those things, like when you combine that, you're you're more than likely not going to get a super accurate representation of black people coming from Japanese media. And then you have this collection of black people who are fans of that media and want to see themselves in it. The best way to remedy that is for uh, black people to create their own media uh, inspired by by that thing mm-hmm. that they love, right? I think Aaron McGruber um, is like a fantastic, and, a fantastic example of that, right? Because yeah, because per- Boondocks, Boondocks, yeah, Boondocks is not example. an anime, but it is anime inspired, right? And uh, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, which I I'm on the side I, of it is I, anime, but I can understand. Yeah, I, I think if we're if we're going from a te- technicality standpoint, most people would not consider it um, an anime just because of where it's made. Um, but, uh, the animators and a lot of people that worked on it, uh, were also from, uh, Japan and, uh, different parts of, of Asia. So. Right. And there, a lot of it was animated right. in South Korea, which a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of anime is actually Korea, animated right. in South Korea. So the, but it has to come out of Japan argument kind of falls apart when you mm-hmm. throw that, but no, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, but yeah, so I think, uh, what ends up happening though uh to your to your point is that uh people grow up watching these things uh never seeing themselves in it uh, often you know not so it's it's complicated because uh we ask for things expecting the other person to just know right like how how would a japanese right. creator just know that somebody a black kid in america wants to be a part of their thing right how would they just instinctively know that right um and and i think exactly uh, as as you said it before it just comes to the the point of well i should not expect that from them but i can create an idea inspired by that and then kind of work off of that right um so whether it's uh whether they consider it an anime or anime inspired i think it should be still treated with the same type of relevance uh when you're when you're creating something yeah and i and I, I definitely agree with that. And then um, also, like, as far as the appropriation thing, um, one, I I see it more as appreciation than mm-hmm. appropriation. Because you're not, you're not, um, you're not, you're not uh, bastardizing it, right? Like, you're not making fun of it. So I, 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 right. I agree with you that it's more so appreciation of the art form just done in your voice. Right. And because the thing, so a lot of, a lot of people don't realize that appropriation um Mm-hmm. has two parts uh part one obviously is to uh take from you know mm-hmm. the culture but the second part that people i i don't know if people don't know if they just ignore it or what the second part is that you're taking in that culture while also uh degrading the people right. of that culture right so like with with black people approach appropriation is if, if a white person wears braids and, you know, say Kylie Jenner is wearing cornrows and all the magazines are like, you know, oh, are cornrows the right. next big fat, blah, blah, blah. But then a black person wears cornrows to a job interview and they can't get that job because, just right. because they have cornrows. Like that's a that's appropriation when, you know, the 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 original group that that thing comes from cannot uh there, when they do it, it's seen is you know it's looked down on. But when it when someone of another culture takes that thing, 
then it's seen as like yeah. this great no, thing. Almost like a, an erasure um, of sorts, right? Of like this never existed before right, this person it, it, did it. Exactly. Um, I'm constantly, right. I'm constantly saying cite your motherfucking sources. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you're going <laughs> to use something, cite your fucking sources. Um, right. And, and the, so the argument that I like to use too is um, mm-hmm. hip hop. Like you look at hip hop, which black people talk about it, but no one else bats an eye if, you know, look at, mm-hmm. you know, K-pop. K-pop uses so much from black music, you know, rap, yes. R&B, that's yes. black music. But uh, no one says like, I mean, right. black people say it, but no one other than black people are like, oh, they're appropriating mm-hmm. black culture. No, they just look at like, no one, no one calls the Eminem right. an appropriator. But... But when black people decide that they want to see themselves in anime, so they start to create anime uh, art style works. Now all of a sudden it's right. it's an issue, you know what I mean? But no no one bats an eye when it's hip hop or uh, when it's when mm-hmm. it's dance that comes from yeah. black music, you know. It's, so. K-pop is a uh, it's such an odd phenomenon because it is definitely a uh, a machine right it's not like a natural thing it's a machine where they Mm -hmm. just kind of pump these things out uh so it's very artificial in a sense um excuse Mm -hmm. me but even with that uh i've seen people be like well no they're not taking from you know they're not copying black people they're copying like nsync and backstreet boys is kind of where they came from i was like but those guys stole from (laughs) like it's been very but it's right exactly well documented (laughs) right that that uh studios Mm -hmm. And record labels, uh, as some of the uh, black artists were aging out or not becoming as marketable, that they mm-hmm. they was like, well, this works kind of well, right? Right. But just imagine if we just copy pasted that on like five white kids. Um, right. Exactly. Imagine, right? Like, mad. Like, we could just get them to harmonize <laughs> and do some fucking dance steps, some one, two, threes, be crazy, <laughs> right? And and they were right, right, right. They were correct. It, it yeah, worked, and it, right? it worked. Uh, yeah, it and, worked. You know, uh, K-pop kind of taking this because uh, Western audience has all but kind of dropped it, right? As far as like the boy band aesthetic or or mm-hmm. the band aesthetic um, for like singular artists, uh, groups are rare, and if they do exist, they're not you know be bopping left and right off the stage, right? And uh, right. they kind of fill this void to their to their credit very successfully, right? Uh, but it's funny mm-hmm. to watch a video like a k-pop video and it's like i'm just watching them kind of do black people stuff right like as i'm as i'm watching i'll just like all the motions (laughs) the the dance moves even in the the vocal aesthetics right it's just like the way they're harmonizing Mm -hmm. and the when they rap the the runs that they're doing i was like yeah i was like like, yeah they're just kind of doing black people stuff and then like i'm I'm not like mad about it. The oh, fashion. Yeah, it's it's very hip hop. I'm not I'm not so much mad about it. I'm just kind of like cite your fucking sources, right? This, that's all I really kind of want right. from you is like, yes, no, this is. He- yeah, and, that, and that's like, my thing. Like, like, I, w- I want. I w- okay, it's working. I'm not going to get yeah, mad at it. Give credit but... to where credit's due. Even like, you know, like I want you to be singing <laughs> exactly. like your praises to Beyonce and and Boys the Men and uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, Backstreet uh, Backstreet Blackstreet and stuff like that. Like. Get, like I need you in inter- yeah. I, I need you in New interviews Disney? to be like yeah this is where but I understand that it's a machine so that's not going to happen right because they're not mm-hmm. so much individuals right. right they're kind of like manufactured for money 
And that's just crazy thing to, mm-hmm. to talk about and get into. But yes, no, I, I agree with you there. Um, I think you're dead on. Um, your love for this type of media uh, helped you create this and then also helped, uh, which we talked about a little bit mm-hmm. earlier, uh, Idols to Icons, which is now your uh, clothing brand. Tell me a little bit more yeah. about what that looks like, uh, how you ended up getting involved in that, because clothing is such a tough thing to kind of hop into um and uh mm-hmm. who are your collaborators on it and kind of what you want to see uh from that because you just recently did a drop yeah um so uh idols to icons um i got the inspiration for it uh i want to say honestly not that long ago maybe like october and november of, yeah. of last year um and so my my thing with auto icons was that um i i was seeing a lot of anime merch um and with that were i don't want to that were uh like race swap mm-hmm. i guess yeah, is yeah. what they call it of of Pop, um, popular anime existing characters anime for, characters okay. yeah which um mm-hmm. no problem with that at all. Some of them um, end up looking fire, like but, better than the original characters. Yeah, a lot, like a, a lot of it I've seen has been like mm-hmm. super dope. Um, but so one of one of my favorite shirts that I've gotten from actually two of my favorite shirts that I've gotten from uh, anime convention are actually uh, from a brand that does original mm-hmm. characters. Um, so they they kind of inspired me. Uh, so it, it kind of gave me the idea of like, what if, you know, there's an anime style brand, um, that does black original mm-hmm. characters, uh, in, instead of, you know, these known characters. And then that, that gives you a little bit more freedom because you don't have to worry about like copyrights or any, any of, of that kind of thing. Um, but also that gives you the freedom to, to create new characters that, uh, people can see themselves in right. that look like them um, and, and characters that uh, you know I, I want to how can I put this I want I want to say um, so when I was at Concept Moon I kind of noticed that a lot of people would like the character mm-hmm. designs um, but since some of our our stories didn't we were kind of just starting right so our stories would have like one two three issues Uh, so there there wasn't quite enough story yet for people to really get attached to Mm -hmm. the characters um but i noticed that if people like how the character looks they can form a connection without necessarily having to dive into Mm -hmm. a story um, but there, there was, was kind of like this weird phenomenon where like, if there was a story, but there wasn't enough story for them to really mm-hmm. dive into, they might kind of pull back from the character, even though they initially were like, Oh, yeah. look at this character. Um, so my kind of, uh, vision with idols to icons was that, okay, I'm going to, the characters do have a story, but I'm going to remove that you need to fully dive into a piece of media in order to connect to okay. these characters. Um, and then, uh, so I, I want to say 
maybe maybe like a month month and a half into concepting um i was like man nobody because at first i'm like man nobody's doing anything like this like nobody's creating characters that have a story but then you don't have to dive into media to get their story and then i realized sanrio that's what sanrio's been doing since Mm -hmm. since they popped up Mm -hmm. hello kitty uh gretzko pachaco like these characters don't have a, a manga like Hello Kitty obviously has had iterations yeah, yeah, media course. now, yeah. But that's because of the popularity of the character. Like the 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 story didn't come first; the character came first, and then the character got popular and then right. they created story. So um, I was like, okay, well, let me kind of uh, follow a little bit of what how mm-hmm. Sam shout, shout out to Gretzko too. That obviously this is what they do, and they. Yeah, and like, and that's what made me realize it because I was watching a Gretzko, not even realizing that she was a mm-hmm. Sanrio character, and then in the credits at the end, it's like inspired by character mm-hmm. from Sanrio. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like oh, this is this Sanrio's doing what I'm trying to do. So let me kind of yeah, follow in that footsteps awesome. a little bit. Um, now that you've kind of got this uh, foothold uh, with manga. Uh, and now, uh, now climbing into the apparel ring, what are, um, what's something that you kind of, uh, I would say like learned about yourself coming through like these processes? What is, what is something that you've kind of realized, didn't realize before, but you are more, more in in actualization of it now, uh, that you've been kind of working on these kind of projects? Um, so one, one running a business is, is hard. Like, it's fucking hard. It's tough. <laughs> it's, it's, hard it's fucking hard. <laughs> um, oh man, uh, something I've learned. Um, two is that you you really got to be dedicated to it. Um, and you you got to trust. No, no matter how things are going, you've got to trust in your mm-hmm. own vision. Um. Because people, a lot of times people don't see it until it's come mm. to fruition. But you've got to see it before it comes yeah. to fruition. Uh, so even like if you're explaining it to someone and they're not really getting it, you can't let that mm-hmm. discourage you uh, because they they don't see it don't the got, way they don't get the vision yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and your your job as the person with the vision is to bring that to fruition right. to make them see it um, to, and, and to make them understand uh, where you're trying to go. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of I want to say that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned so far, or at least the biggest two is that running a business <laughs> is fucking hard, especially starting out and you're doing it by yourself. And it's like, you know, you you've got um You've got people that support you, but they're not, you know, right. they're not in it. So it's, it's like, you're, you're in it. So you've got to be, you got yeah, to be focused going. Um, on something that doesn't yeah, exist yet. And, and, you know, there's mm-hmm. exactly, um, uh, all, and you know, also it's, it's don't be, um, for me, I'm very like, I get very attached to my mm-hmm. ideas Same. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like people's input mm-hmm. on them, um, just because for me a lot of times it's like, look, this is my vision, 
and I, I understand that you, you you may be getting it and you want to give some input, but I, I, I don't care about your input. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with right. what I want. Uh-huh. Uh, but sometimes you need to listen yeah. to that person, you know, especially um, if it's someone that you trust, someone that typically your creative vision uh, at least aligns, you know, your creative ideas align with each other. I would say listen because um, like my girl is real creative. And she's been, you know, supporting me through every step of the process mm-hmm. of getting this done. Um, and when when I was stuck on something and I was kind of getting discouraged, she threw out an idea mm-hmm. to pivot in, in a different kind of way. And uh, I wanted at first I was being kind of stubborn and not trying to listen. But then I thought about it. And I was like, no, actually, mm-hmm. she's right. Like, she go that direction. Because I like I. Um, a lot of people saw like when I first said that I was doing idols to icons, it was going to mm-hmm. be sweatsuits. Well, you know, I kind of was like, oh, yeah, I might drop this sweatsuit, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I realized, OK, I'm getting ready to do this, but mm-hmm. summer's coming. What what sense would it make to drop sweatsuits at the right. beginning of the summer? Which, I mean, in L.A., it's still cold, so I probably could have gotten <laughs> away with it, but. <laughs> but it's like you know it's it's about to be yeah. 100 degrees nobody's going to be trying to wear a sweatsuit um and she was like okay and i i was going to hold off to fall and she was like don't don't wait till fall like just drop t-shirts and Smart. shorts and i was like and at first i was like no i'm not doing that i'm gonna just wait till fall and get everything right and, and you would do sweatsuits she, she that's says, what people are you know, shirts and shorts and you was like Get back in the kitchen. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> and then he was like, later on, he was like, oh, damn, she was right. Because <laughs> she, she was like, she was like, don't wait. That was that. That was her real thing. It was like, mm-hmm. don't wait. Because if you wait, like, too too much can happen between now and, and the fall. So don't wait. Do something. I was like, okay, let me get back to the drum board. And, um, I was like, all right, I'm going to do shorts and T-shirts. And then I decided to do, like, a um, the baby mm-hmm. tee for women. Because at first I wanted to do, like, all unisex. I wanted it to be, like, um, that That was part of my thing, the differentiating mm-hmm. from Sanrio is because they their characters are typically uh, marketed right. towards women, uh, I feel like. And I, I wanted to I wanted to have characters that, anybody could like male or female or right. non-binary, you know, um, and, and they feel, you know, comfortable wearing the characters. So, um, I wanted to keep everything unisex, but I definitely, I felt like, especially with these first three characters, mm-hmm. they are women. So I, I feel like women may gravitate, gravitate towards mm-hmm. them a little bit more. Uh, so it's like, all right, let me go ahead and do a, a women specific shirt. Yeah. The designs well. look great. They came out really well. Yeah, so Thank shout, you. shout out to Thank you. Um, shout out to Nicholas Gray for doing the artwork. The show. Um, I, I just put everything together. But, yeah, that's that's my guy. Um, and he, he killed it with the artwork. So I'm, I'm hoping that me and him can keep working and, and getting characters out. Good, man. Oh, I love this. I love to see that. Shout out, shout out to your girl for, for coming out the kitchen and giving you a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, which which she gave me the idea for Black. Lemon oh, she's so she's she's just she's, just, yeah, she's just powerhouse she's, behind me. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's a figurehead at this point. 
Yeah, she she's she's the she's the real yeah. creative machine. I just you know, she I, I throw an idea out and then she makes it good and I take okay. that. And no, it's it. a good partnership. <laughs> you gotta collaborate. Um, so what would you now that you have this? What do you what are your next goals? What are, what do you what are you kind of looking forward to? Um, now that you have these two things, these two irons in the fire, so to speak, what, what's your next uh, game plan look like? Um, really just growing, growing this, um, getting, getting more drops going, um, getting new characters mm-hmm. rolling. Um, I've, you know, obviously, uh, more, more issues of Black Lotus Dragon. Like I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not, you know, an executive at Content Moon anymore, but I am still, uh, writing Black Lotus Dragon for them and they'll, they'll mm-hmm. still be the publisher. Um, so still working on that, um, growing, growing idols to icons, uh, the, my, so the reason it's called idols to icons, my plan is to, um, kind of have two different sides an idol side and then also an icon side. Um, and the, the idea is that the icon side, the characters can be a little bit more adult. Mm, Okay. Okay. Um, and the designs can be a little not 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 too crazy, but a little bit more mature. Whereas the idol side is more family friendly. Um, <clears throat> and then also the plan is for icons to be uh, more individuals, whereas the idol side is probably going to okay. be more groups. That's dope. Um, but yeah, the the really I just want to grow this. I, so I I see it as a lifestyle brand more than a clothing brand. I'm I'm starting mm-hmm. with clothing. Um, but I, I want to branch out into, uh, you know, whatever, uh, backpacks and apparel, uh, well, clothes <laughs> is apparel, obviously, but, um, but, you know, even like purses or, you know, whatever, um, I, I but I definitely want to branch out into more than just clothing. Um, and even, uh, hopefully eventually animation. Like my my goal with everything is to eventually yeah. get to animation. <laughs> so um, so yeah, this is just a, a another uh, route that I'm trying to awesome. to get there. Awesome. Uh, okay, so we are rounding down to the end now. Uh, as tradition, uh, for the creative artist sessions at the end for every creative artist, uh, we love 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 top fives at the Do the Wrong Thing podcast, but. Because we are the Do the Wrong Thing podcast, our top fives are not like anybody else's. All right, so I'm going to ask you a series uh-huh. of questions, five of them total, and they are going to be your personal top five. All right, uh, so they're uh-huh. all going to be very different, but they're all going to be ranking as what you, Strange Keith, is, is considered the Do the Wrong Thing top five version. All right, so number five: if you had a chance to go to dinner in LA with an anime character mm-hmm. who are you going to go with and what restaurant would you take them to hmm. am I paying uh, or are they paying you know what most <laughs> of the anime characters I know are brokies so it's probably going to be you big dog <laughs> it's probably going to be you <laughs> so um so if I choose Bulma mm. Okay, okay, I see the vision. 
Uh, she can buy the restaurant. Yeah, I I think right, exactly. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Now here's Roma. the thing. She's gonna scream at the staff. And, uh, you know what I mean? So your food may not be right. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely gonna holler at the staff. Oh uh, man. Let me see. An LA mm-hmm. restaurant. Hmm. Okay. Oh, you know what? There's a restaurant that I went to uh mm-hmm. last year that's like a fine dining okay. place. Super good. I would uh, it's called uh, Eddie okay. V's. Sounds, sounds expensive. Uh, I would take her there. Okay. Yeah. Boma to Eddie V's. Yeah, I would, I would, I would take Boma to Eddie V's. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right. Number four. If you could have uh, Idols the Icons collab with any any creator, right? Any, any clothing creator, mm-hmm. who would that be with and why? Hmm. Any clothing creator. Um man, that's a tough que- that's a tough question. That's a tough question, especially because I've been uh getting more into like high oh, fashion okay. stuff lately. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like Tivanchi not only who I Louis Vuitton. Yeah, well like who not just who I like, but mm, who would okay. fit, you know. Um well, they- Cause my so my favorite designer right now is a designer uh, named mm-hmm. Robert One, but I don't know that his style would fit Idols to Icons mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, man, that's tough. You know what? I would go with. I think I would go with Mugler. Okay. I think that's who I would. All right. What, what are they? What What are they known for? Are they known for anything in particular? Um. So, I'm trying to think, Mugler. What are they? They recently did a collab with H and M that I really liked. Um. Damn. Uh, I'm trying to think of what what anyone would know them from. Uh, not, nothing's coming to mind right now. For for something that that I can name that people would know, um, but I I would want to I want to do a collab with them that was kind of like that would be along the lines of like what Jimmy Choo just did with mm, Sailor Moon, okay. or um, what Gucci has done with JoJo's. Uh, I would want to do something like that okay. with them. Nice. Uh, number three, if you could be a uh, a collaborator uh, where you get to either write or draw or both on a manga or a show uh what what would that be mm-hmm. hmm in, ex- sure. in existing mm-hmm. existing yeah. manga um i want to i would want to do something with one punch mm. man with yusuke murata and and okay. one yeah. all right I'm, I'm not a huge one punch one punch man guy i i get and it has fantastic visuals. Mm-hmm. It's just the idea of yeah. the one punch and the thousand sit ups and push ups was so <laughs> it was so fantastical to me. And this is this is coming from a guy who's watched the craziest mm-hmm. things I've 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 accepted I've accepted so many universes and worlds, right? You know what I mean? And it's just this this hundred push hundred push up thousand push ups, hundred sit ups, a thousand sit ups thing. Just it didn't work. It, I couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't go for me. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say this: Have you have you read it? No, no. 
Or you, you just watch it? So, when I started reading it, I got, like, a completely new perspective mm. on it. Because uh, I, I wasn't, like, like, I liked it, but I wasn't, like, super big on it first, mm-hmm. just watching it. But when I went and read it, that kind of changed everything for me. Because one, season season two of the anime is mm-hmm. uh, not great, but everything uh, in the manga that happens after mm-hmm. season two is, like, straight okay. gas. And, it, and they kind of move away from the the parody um, the storyline of it and get into an actual mm-hmm. story, and it's, it, it gets a lot better. Okay, nice. Uh, number two, what is a Western animated show that you think would be served best as an anime? Ooh. Western animated show that would be best served as an anime. So the, the floodgates are open. Marvel, DC, Cartoon Network, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Damn, that's a tough question. Uh, best... hmm. You know what? I think I want to go with Blade. Blade or Spawn, okay. as an anime, I think. Would now go here's crazy. the thing: they te- they which Spawn has a great animated Blade, series. Blade technically has an anime but... already. Did you know that? Yeah. So Does it? Marvel, I, yeah, I, so I did not Marvel know that. did like a complete anime run uh, for several things. So I believe Netflix mm. still have these, but uh, they did one for Blade, which is pretty okay. Uh, they did one for, I think they did two for Wolverine, um, one's better than the other. And then they did a, a one for X-Men, uh, all animated style. It's, real, it's actually very, very, oh. very, very interesting. Definitely get an opportunity to check it out. So your 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 dream has already come true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to have yeah. to go watch that then because I, I didn't know that that was out. I know Marvel has done, and DC as well, has done like some um, mm-hmm. some manga stuff. Um, but I didn't know that any of it was actually animated of it outside of like, um, like mm-hmm. Batman Samurai. Yeah, maybe. no, go check but it out. All right. Okay. Yeah. Definitely All right. Keep that. Number one, final question. If you had an opportunity to turn Black uh, Lotus Dragon into, you have a choice to turn it to either an animated or a live action film. Which one do you choose, and who do you get to direct? Um, so definitely animated, um, and director. Ooh, that's tough. Uh, director. This is that's tough, man. Uh, I I would say either um, shit. What's his name? His oh my god, my favorite uh, Masaki Yuasa. I want him or I I think Lashawn Thomas could could do it, but I I would need to be involved if he does it. 
for those who, who may not know, uh, tell tell uh, the people who both of those people have maybe something that they would recognize that the, both of those people have directed. Um, yeah, so um, LaShawn Thomas uh, was the director creator of Cannon Busters Which I on Netflix. Um, yeah, he, he also was the I think the art director for mm-hmm. the Boondocks. Um, and then he, he's done some other stuff. Uh, I, I don't want to mention his most recent work. I'm just, I'm just going to pretend yeah, that that never yeah. happened. I mean, shout out, shout out to him. He got a, he got a, he got a uh, study out there. You know what I mean? He, yeah. He, he, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to yeah, sully his yeah. good name like that. Yeah. We don't want to talk about that. The less, the better. But, uh, which, yeah, but the, but that is why if he did it, I would need to be involved sure, also. Um, whereas Uasa, I, I think I could probably hand that to him and he just, and he'd do mm-hmm. his thing with it. Um, you, uh, so Yuasa directed, um, Devil Man mm-hmm. Cry Baby. Um, he did, uh, uh, Keep Your Hands Off, Aizuken, um, uh, Ping Pong Animation, uh, Tatami Galaxy. But he, he's very like, he's a very kind of art, art filmy type anime director, yeah. if that makes any sense. So I, I look at him as kind of like a, um, down. Sorry, my dog is decided to be active right now. Uh, uh, but I, I look at him as almost like a like a Stanley mm-hmm. Kubrick type of anime. Nice. Um, or you know, I, I want to throw a third one out. I can't, damn, I can't remember his name. Uh, but the director of the, I think he directed the last two seasons of Attack on Titan. Okay, I want to say. Um, but that that I I really I hate that I forget directors' names. But um, that director is is awesome as well. So I I would I would be okay with. Wait, they, he did also. the last season. Uh, he did. I want to say he did season three and four. Uh, I think I Mahashi uh, Kazuka. Kazuka. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, Mahashi is the one who directed uh, third season of Attack on Titan. Okay. Yeah, that's who I. That's who I would want because um, the 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 first what's it the first no second mm-hmm. half I think of of season three of Attack on Titan. Um, the the Kenny chasing with with mm, Levi and Kenny him. that scene was like. You can you can direct anything <laughs> that you want from me if, you, if you're incredible. doing shit like that. No, it was definitely incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm thinking now if you if you got a uh, oh boy, you'd be in the studio with him and be like, hey, Lakeith's coming in now. You're like, whoa, wait, time out. <laughs> I <didn't agree> that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, that would be crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not not hating on on brother Lakeith, but yeah, no, that not 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 for this project, not for this project. Yeah, 
Yeah, not yeah, not. Oh actually. man, <laughs> but uh, Strange Keith, man, it has been uh, fantastic having a conversation with you. Thank you for coming on to the Do the Wrong Thing podcast, Creative Artist Sessions. Uh, again, if you or anybody else that you know of would love to come on to Do the Wrong Thing, Creative Artist Sessions, and have an interview with moi or anybody from the crew, uh, please hit us up on DTWT Pod. Again, that's DTWT Pod on both Instagram and on Twitter. As always, it's nice to be good, but it's way more fun to do the wrong thing. We out! Not being, not being.